I have been wandering this dreary village in hopes of finding the Queen Catherine. You wouldn't have any idea where she might be docked, would you? Oh, uh, you know what you are? You're, you're one of those little uh, fancy lads, aren't you? <laughs> Boy, you're cute. Okay. Gosh, what a sweet little outfit. Is it your little spring outfit? No. <laughs> you couldn't be cuter. You're so adorable. Oh, my. You know, you remind me of my niece, Sally. Lovely girl. She's, she's a dietitian. Hey, would you like to buy a monkey? He made us laugh <laughs> for so he many years. Did. Oh, yeah. So he many years. He did, which is why his passing is so trash. I'm sorry, we're recording this in advance. I'm, uh, this is laser what? time. I'm assuming Letterman is dead. In advance, he killed himself uh, on his last show. I just oh. didn't, didn't want to go on. I, I don't have a good Letterman impression other than Norm's. Yeah. You got any gum? <laughs> you got any gum? I was speaking up. Did you guys see Norm uh, a couple we, days before? Uh, we did. Hey, Diana. Norm McDonald. Let's hang all on. introduce him. Hang on, hang on. That we was have amazing. We have clips, Diana. We are here. This is Laser Time, the Internet's, uh, I'll say, third leading pop culture show. Because Whoa. we may or may not be on Spotify. I've been, told, I've been told we are. I cannot see us. Hi, Spotify, if you're listening. Uh, we What we do is grab a pop culture topic, usually talk about it, do a ton of research, grab a bunch of fun clips. So it's more than just a conversation from a bunch of amateurs, which we are. Uh, but, but, we're, but we're professional media folk. Some of us have had a, a stint in a, on, like theater, like Henry here. What? I don't uh, know. I just want to see if you can see. That's boards. why you need that improv class. Uh, shut really up, Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, and it. Yes, okay. and it. Well, well, yeah, I did a tour in the 1989 revival of uh, Say Anything. Not Say Anything, damn it. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, like Anything goes. Uh, we all, I think, aspire to be funny when we come onto these microphones, right? <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice. And part of that is, uh, I'm worried. I'm worried both at doing a show that celebrates the end of we David. Still Letterman. didn't introduce everybody. Who the fuck cares? The Spotify people don't know who you are. I'm Chris Antista. For fuck's sake, there you go. I'm Henry Gilbert. I'm Tyler Wilde. I'm Diana Goodman. I am no longer going to allow anybody to pretend like they're accomplishing anything by reminding me that we didn't say our names. This isn't the first day of kindergarten. I am saying this for new listeners, perhaps. They should know who who these people are. I don't know who these people are. There's voices in my head or or my ears. I don't know. What's that actor's name? I I quit. David Letterman (laughs) would care about giving context in an interview. He would. He pronounced everybody's name correctly for 35 years. Even Hatsune Miku. Um, did he really? You'll find that on a list I gave oh, you. Oh, boy. So we have a bunch of fun Letterman clips. Um, I did want to do this because, you know, we're seeing a lot of celebrations of Letterman. Uh, he is... Conan is my guy. I grew up... I Like, I grew up when Conan started. Like, and I started watching Conan. when, Like, right when I'm, my brain was forming when I'm, like, 10 or 11 years old. And, he, you know, meanwhile, he's also writing SNL and The Simpsons, something I'm heavy, heavily into. Didn't know it at the time. Fell in love with him while the whole world hated him. All the world hit. I'm like, Dad, look at this. I'm like, this is weird. But my dad, I showed him because he weaned me on Letterman. Mm-hmm. Uh, every day we would drive to school and he'd sometimes on Z106, The Rock, point one, we'd have to pull over because they always replayed David Letterman's top ten list. And he what? wouldn't let me into the building of school unless we had listened <laughs> to David Letterman's top ten list. No, yeah, I... I had a very similar experience, too. You where did? It was, yeah, my, my folks would tape them. 
and uh, oh, that's watch so them, nice. Watch them as a little kid, or they just tell me what happened. And it, it, it was back when they would be like, "Oh, you should have seen it." That's gone forever. You can't see it. There's you no YouTube. You should have seen it. Yeah. That was one of my, my number one thoughts watching the last couple Letterman's, mm-hmm. and they were showing the stuff, especially from the NBC years, which yes. is what I know the most of. Just oh, why didn't YouTube exist yet? Which I didn't, that and like, but like right when we got cable. The E channel was awful. Yes. Uh, probably except for the Letterman. Well, that was my personal history. Yeah, like I, I was already watching the CBS show. That's kind of where I became introduced to it. But they're like, this show's so good. We're gonna run old talk show, full talk shows mm. of guests. The, all, this guest is dead. This guest is in jail. This, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, they and, would. And it, it would be great for them to pull up old episodes to say like. Uh, Betty Davis died. Here's the one where he wrestled Betty Davis. Like, yeah. Or... What those old clips? <laughs> what those old clips emphasize to me is why he's uh, why he's given so much credit because they're much weirder than anything you would have oh, seen yeah. in the last 15 years. Like that when when he get, David Letterman is called the king of late night, I can understand why someone who's 20 years old doesn't believe that. Why they like? I don't remember looking at Carson at Lame. I just didn't watch mm-hmm. him. But mm-hmm. uh, like, he was so fucking irreverent and crazy. And those clips are so goddamn weird. Like, surrounded by weirdos and crazy sketches and things happening outside. When I watched the show, like, it was funny, kind of funny, but it wasn't that '80s kind of funny. I can see mm-hmm. where he's yeah. credited as well, being yeah. you, you need a to comedy put it pioneer. Into context, you know, we wouldn't have Letterman without mm-hmm. Johnny Carson for him to basically rebel against. Mm-hmm. Even though know, he loved Carson. He, he loved, loved Carson, respected Carson. Carson was a master at what he did. And yes. it's not easy to do. It looks like it should be easy to do. It's actually not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Letterman did sort of an irreverent, I would say baby boomerish take on it, but it skewed a lot younger. But without Letterman, then we wouldn't have pretty much every other talk show we have. Yes. I think it, it like. Everybody was inspired by Letterman, not Carson. Yes. Like everybody who's on TV now. Yes. Like, and. Though I think even Seth Meyers could be so young, he's like, no, I got inspired by no. I bet Conan. you're, I like, bet you're absolutely right. right. He probably, That's probably he, true. He might but not Conan have any Letterman was roots. Directly pulling off, but of I will, I will also say, I was watching like Letterman was the first thing that made me want to, that made me realize, and it's still a fucking thing with network shows that the weird shit happens late at night. There are things mm-hmm. you can't do mm-hmm. and can't say. Still in America, in a world of internet on demand streaming access, you can't say damn before eleven o'clock. You can That's get away with goddamn. you can get a little you can get away with a little more still still but but like when I know that because like the Conan tenth anniversary special aired and it's like there are disclaimers out the ass warning <laughs> this aired late at night normally that's why yeah. there's a bear masturbating we wouldn't normally show that on NBC at nine o'clock well, that, we wouldn't put up with that kind that of that was shit. the argument why Conan failed a Tonight Show mm. was because he was too weird <laughs> yeah. he, well, was, so... he was late night weird not eleven thirty right after the news weird well mm. that's when you know Letterman took over Late Show mm-hmm. that, no, he started uh, when he started the Late, late show. show when he started the Late Show. He did kind of calm it down a little. He was also yeah. getting older, yeah. and so mm-hmm. he didn't. He still had some weird stuff, and, and Larry Bud Melman was around for a little while on the show. Uh, R.I.P. But Ford, uh, yeah. but yeah, they mostly he, he calmed it down for eleven thirty, and then after him, he had fucking Tom Brokaw, not Tom Brokaw, uh, Tom, Tom Snyder. Tom Snyder, right. so boring. <laughs> but, but, but you should. I recommend everybody watch the Johnny Carson documentary on Netflix. It's awesome. But it also like I know the other people, some, even me. Like, why the fuck does the talk show format still exist and why hasn't it changed at all mm. and in like and it it does show that well johnny carson decided like he you sh- they show his old talk shows it's just a bunch of white dudes sitting around a desk smoking cigarettes and he's like well, i kind of like a band and i like this style of music i mean mm. it's fun to come into break with this kind of music johnny carson literally defined all that but it also uh dictates how much money was in the tonight show 
because I don't think we fully understand how they much. They all made a lot of money. How much, yeah. But how much advertising dollars? There's nothing. There, like in those days, there's nothing else to watch on television at that time. There's nope. reruns. So like there Carson was reruns had, and Nightline. Yeah, Carson had the market shows. cornered. So having another talk show, which Letterman was the first next talk show. Uh, was big big business, but being at twelve thirty five, like you could do tons of weird shit. Mm-hmm. And he was in New York, unlike L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Carson, and so he also got weirder people. He was just in downtown. He was in Thirty Rock. He was yeah, in Thirty Rock. Yeah, being downtown in Manhattan. makes a big difference. For let's go out on the street and do something weird. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Carson could never do that because he's out in Burbank in the middle of nowhere. Yes, yes. But yeah. Letterman could be like, we're going to take our cameras and just uh, go annoy some people. We're going to have we'll motorcycle talk- stunts in the middle of the street. Talk, talk to the guys who work Gather at the deli around. next door. Yeah. Uh, we'll get a bunch of guys dressed as Easter bunnies and fill a restaurant with them. <laughs> just see what happens. Well, okay. if, yeah. yeah, if you watch old Car- Carson clips, like I actually signed up for this thing that was called the. Um, well, back when I was in the press and I could fake it, there was the Carson Library, which means you could... And he oh, yeah. video-logged every single episode ever and every commercial, and you can Ooh. rent them from him or license they, in them the documentary, for they show the library is in the bottom of this salt mine yeah. in to order protect, to, like, oh, to protect all the films. And so you, you, he, that so was, it was part of his re-signing, but Letterman never got that. No, like, but Carson owns all of his shows. But he still has fewer episodes than Letterman. Letterman has the most shows of any American. We did have that argument just because yeah. I think Letterman was a talk show host longer. Uh, no, Carson, no, Carson was a talk show host Letterman. longer, but would take entire summers off. Well, and he wouldn't do Fridays. Yes, he wouldn't so he, do, like, it's, as he got older. But anyway, I'd watch those and I'd see a lot of his sketches were just, I wanted to see like, oh, let's see the Superman sketch. And it was just a bunch of like hacky double entendres and bad costumes. I'm like, You're this so is stupid. Bad. And then meanwhile, just to imagine... You're staying up till twelve thirty at night in nineteen eighty one, and then you see just like uh, David Letterman have a cameraman just walk around to like a deli and just yell at people. Well, not yell at people, but like get them to say weird shit. Or like, more famously, funny. just throw shit off the building. Yeah. Will it float? Just just stupid stuff like making this <laughs> this grand reverence over stupid Petrix, which by the way, my dad loves. Oh, yeah. I never really saw. Remember, like, he was no wagering. <laughs> yeah, but stupid. Pe- like he, st- I think Letterman stopped trying. And like, also, the, I would say his last suit, fifteen years, the waffle oh. suit, or not the waffle, the Velcro suit. Well, okay, we're talking about Let's early Letterman. Now we Let's all know that going. Bill Murray was his first per- first guest on the yeah. late show, CBS show. on late night. Mm-hmm. Also, NBC. he was the first one on late night. He's on both. Now, yeah, he was the first one for both, mm-hmm. and the final regular guest he had. Mm-hmm. Now, if you scroll down there to, uh, yeah, who was his second guest? Oh, A lot no, of people don't, don't know this. Um, Mr. Wizard. Was it really? Click on it's near the bottom. The Mr. Wizard. From uh, roughly the years 1951 to about 1965, there was a television program on uh, oh Mr. Wizard. Uh, Don Herbert, of course, was Mr. Wizard. Uh, This is very exciting for me. He's here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The original, the one, the only, Mr. Wizard. Wow, it's really him too. I there was. I wish you could have seen the clip like I did. Because one, what the hell happened to the Trio Network? Uh, two, uh, it was the most emotion I think I've seen Letterman ever. Like the same, we just watched real nervous on all these time. other clips of people like, but he just said like this show that ran for twenty years that I watched as a kid. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> He showed no emotion to, like, a bunch of people breaking up on his couch. Like, I've been watching you for 30 years. I've spent more time with you than I have with my, my relatives. You've given me my entire life. Yes. Like, my career. And I he, know. no, nothing. Ah, He's a ah. rock. 
Uh, it was all you. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You, you regret it, don't you? <laughs> but yeah, I watched all of... I, I watched it a lot on the E! Network, but I think I only really paid attention to Letterman when the Leno, when, when the Leno thing happened. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. It was all... Like, my parents were... At least my mom, I recall, being really into it because she was definitely... She was one of the people who felt, no, Dave deserved this. He earned this. It shouldn't be some jerk named Jay Leno. I, I, just, I wish... Like, I don't want to... Like, I've never met a Jay Leno fan in my life. Ever. <laughs> talk except, to older people. Except when you hear old comedians talk about, like, he was an incredible stand-up. Like, yeah, absolutely I've, incredible. I've seen, I've and seen I've, some of his stand-up. I've heard people say funny. that the, the, the fact that he bounced over to The Tonight Show and did nothing. They expressed, like, true, true disappointment. Like, yeah. who knew he was going to do nothing with it? Uh, but I never... I never saw the shows that he guest hosted for Carson that made him a better pick than Letterman. So, like, yeah, it's always I, been unfathomable did, to me. because I'm really old. I was in high school when Leno started. Where's, no, yeah. you weren't. Yes, I was. You were not that much older than me. That was, like, 92. That was 91. I was a freshman. Wow, you yep. are incredibly... I, remem- I remember it well. Holy shit. But you look so good for your age. Seriously, you. Di, way to wear it. I am 82 years <laughs> young. young. I love what you're doing with your hair today. Thank you. Um, um, no, but I, I'm sorry I you sound like a talk show host now. Because everyone, I mean, it, it really was like up in the air, like what's going to happen, what's going to happen. And Carson took so much time off. Leno had guest hosted for him more than Carson had mm-hmm. been on for like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And really, Leno's just doing what Carson did. It's... He's good at what he does, but it's very but innocuous. Because all He's I had to go off of it. boundaries. He's trying to make mom and dad in Missoula, Montana. Hey, and feel the sad fact of that was that that worked. Like he was the ratings winner. People liked it. The majority of people watched him more than Letterman. Like Letterman was ahead in the ratings until the fateful Hugh Grant interview. But at that point, he lost it. Like, Which he, is and weird he never got it back. Really, it's, it's weird that I mean, I always respected That's Hugh Grant for for going on a pre-scheduled thing after getting busted with a prosty. But um, <laughs> it's weird because usually Letterman was where people went to say I'm sorry about. This yeah, thing. it was weird. It he was, was the weird. one probably when like, they all lived in New York. Could be, but I, I, that's what I was you a song. Un, it's unfair there, about the whole late night argument about the whole late night feuds. This was that. Like Conan's kicked off NBC, terrible lead-in. One, it's Jay Leno in a talk show at ten o'clock. Two, it's not must-see TV. Like when Leno, the, the second Leno became number one, there were Friends, ER, and Seinfeld as his lead-in. Yep. How the fuck? Like so, if if Letterman started now, I think anybody starting right now, CBS is where old people watch television mm-hmm. every night. So good luck they for Stephen Colbert. They have the better time slot. I think Colbert is going to benefit from that a lot. Like his audience mm-hmm. is going to follow him over, and all the old people are going to come over too. And he looks so unthreatening. Look at Stephen yeah. Colbert. Well, did you see the? Uh, I mean, do you remember the classic "We're Number One" thing in late night war? Like <laughs> yeah. that Leno put up a big a billboard on mm-hmm. uh, right in front of the Late Show uh, studio that said "Number One in Late Night," and it was his dumb face. Yeah. And so Letterman's comeback to that was to buy an even billboard that said number three in late night like, <laughs> that's well that's that's why i want to emphasize watch that carson documentary because I, did, I didn't say that part is that the tonight show is the, was the most profitable show on television for some fucking reason well, it's it, not that expensive it, to it produce. wasn't that expensive to produce it could be really silly so it was it, late, late night was incredibly profitable i doubt that is still the case no. i bet uh, it's just still really cheap well there's i saw too less, many options i saw less moonves say even when carson uh, letterman wasn't number one mm-hmm. he uh, the president of cbs still said it was profitable yeah. he's making a money it's, outra- it's probably outrageously profitable well, but tyler what's your I'm, you haven't said much what's your connection to dave i like, can't yell over you guys quite like <laughs> you can but uh, 
Oh, it's it's uh, basically the same as Diana. My dad would tape it, set up the VCR, and I'd watch it before school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, every morning, and it was uh, a tradition for mm, I don't know twenty years of my life. Wow! <laughs> like, did did I think my parents even, even when I was in my twenties and old enough to <laughs> yeah. stay up late enough? Like uh, yeah. when I was at my dad's, mm-hmm. he would he. Like if yeah. I stayed over the night, he had it on tape, yeah. and in the morning over breakfast, he'd be like, "Oh, you 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 want to watch the Letterman?" Yeah, and I was like, "Of course I do, Dad. That's perfect." Aww. Um, also, I th- I think oh, yeah. my parents might still have the VHSs of his anniversary shows oh, he would God. do at NBC. Those were the best. I bet he actually cared then too. He kind of cared. He had a giant. They'd always do them. I don't know if they did them at Radio City or where. He they definitely did, them, did the tenth anniversary of Radio they, City. Yeah, they did them in these huge theaters. They would have. And Paul would pull this incredible band that's like uh, lead guitar of Hollow Notes or both. They're gonna be our lead guitars, <laughs> whatever. Backup singer Cindy Lauper, sure, she's just sing backup today. They would have these just mind blowing <laughs> bands that Paul could pull from, mm. and it was like then they would just jam for like. 10 minutes. Like, yeah. my, my, my three favorite Letterman jokes are uh, uh, the, you one, any gum? the one about how big the rats are in New York. <laughs> the one about how the, smelly uh, the hookers are in Times uh, Square. Hookers in Times Square. And isn't it hot? It's hot. It's hot in New York <laughs> today. Uh, I'd like when you do middle America ooh. voice. And you'd be like <laughs> somebody flipping his channel and be like, yeah, what's this on the TV? Do I like giving him a hard time, but you do we have clips of that? 35 years and not make a how hot is it we joke. Have, they have, they uh, have, yeah, go to uh, Dave's Odd Moments. I, got it, I, got it. Um, I, I liked a joke a couple nights ago. It was I like, was born oh. on a mayonnaise farm. Are you cooking beans? <laughs> is Zorro on? Is there any more bananas? I dug the 17 tunnels with my face. Wetty, wetty knives. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I was going to say I liked his weather joke the other night. It was 68 and foggy. Oh, no, wait. That's just me. Oh, I'm so glad you got that. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that. I thought you were going to segue into that. It is. This is officially my favorite Bill Murray clip for whatever reason. Because one of the things I oh, want to say. I love that clip. I want to say about. Like, that's, Bill Murray was It's why I was so pissed about, about Robin Williams dying. Because like, Robin Williams had starred in absolute garbage for two decades. Like nothing worth watching. I watched his last movie. It's fucking terrible. Like in addition to the taint it has on it, uh, but but it like talk shows presented him with an avenue to do what he did the best. Oh, he was yeah. born to be on talk shows. And what's like, a yeah. bummer is that Bill Murray is a, is also a cantankerous asshole and doesn't want to do anything for anyone. That's what I, him and Dave are a but great pair. It's okay. like the only time the only time you can get a glimmer of how awesome and weird Bill Murray is and like kind of who he. Because I just watched Quick Change. God damn it, I ah, love Bill Murray. Only movie, movie directed. Uh, worth watching. Totally worth watching. On on encore plays on your stream. Never mind. But uh, <laughs> Bill Murray was his first guest. One of his last guests. His first guest on the old show. First guest yeah. on late night. First, first guest last. on last show. The yeah. Late show and the last guest on late show. This is my absolute favorite one. We pulled it from him when he's he's dressed. Uh, I don't know. As he's in traction as a Russian. He said he skier. hurt his ankle, and then he was also wearing like a Russian he always, Cossack hat, and then he t- and jacket, and then takes off the jacket, and he has like the sequined shirt on. Yeah. It too. The best one. The best one was recently when he came out as Liberace and pulled out like an actual Rolls <laughs> yeah. Royce. It's the only, yeah. Bill Murray got. It was the last. It was the last. No, his final entrance was coming out of a cake. It was, but it wasn't as good as the second to last one. It's yeah, Liberace. His yeah, but Peter it, Pan one was it's, pretty. It's great the too. last time. Letterman or uh, Murray lost his venue to be super silly, mm-hmm. and they seem to like one another. I love this joke. I love, I love this exchange they had. Okay, so I was doing this recording, and I was working on a movie at the same time. So I was going into Manhattan and working on the weekends doing all this recording. I got really back into the Ghostbusters thing, and it was fun being Dr. Peter Venkman. And I was laughing and I was improvising. It was just like being on the movie. It was like a lot of fun, and. 
I go out on the street, and it's like, it's, you know, Manhattan on a Sunday morning around 9 o'clock, and I start singing the dang Ghostbusters mm -hmm. song. <laughs> and, and some couples walk on the street, and they look at me like, get over it, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That exchange makes me so happy. Because, well, it's like, also the only positive Bill's, thing Bill Murray said about Ghostbusters in a decade. Yeah, just him <laughs> saying, like, I liked being Peter Venkman again. Like, Aww. that makes me happy. And that like, game is awesome, and I like reminding people that exists. And if, he's just a, he is, that's, so when him and Dave, like, were together, I guess for the last time when Bill Murray was number one on the top ten list, of the, the final top ten list, mm -hmm. When the two of them hug, I, I that's when it hit me that like oh I think the, I think of both of them as my dad like they both mm. to me feel like my father in in that they're both like kind of they have a mean sense of humor and they're they both have similar features to my dad and so just seeing them together I'm like oh it like touched me in a in a weird way this, it really that's did. one thing I've been thinking of this is I mean he's he's now the patriarch of late night he's mm -hmm. the, the longest guy that's been doing this sort of mm -hmm. stuff. He's, you know, older than everyone else by quite a long shot. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, yeah, it's so weird to have Dad gone. Yeah, I think that's... And, yeah. and he's such a... It's, it's an his instant... character is so interesting. I was thinking, comparing him to, you know, Kimmel and uh, Fallon and all these other guys. And thinking, those guys, I feel like I know them. Like, mm -hmm. I could be their buddies with even Conan or Jon Stewart. It's like, I, I think we could get a beer. You, you Dave know. Letterman, I don't really know. Yes, no. yeah. Tina Fey put it pretty well when she was on, and she was like, she was wearing a dress talking about why she's wearing a dress, and she's like, I would only do this for you, and am I going to put on dress put on Jimmy? special clothes for Jimmy? <laughs> He's like my brother. It's ridiculous. And, well, yeah. I'm going to wear fancy clothes to do charades, as she said, which I felt was kind of a slight knock on like, yeah, I do silly things to put on YouTube. That's and that's and that is smart for Jimmy and James Corden and all mm -hmm. those other guys yeah. to be like. You're a celebrity. Let's do a stupid video, and people will watch it on YouTube because they're not watching this live. I think yeah, to, his, to your point, Diana, persona is so hard to well, we, crack. We also didn't have the luxury of growing like we grew up watching Kimmel and uh, Fallon become famous. Okay, that's we, a good point. It, but and like Letterman seemed to appear out of nowhere. Every time I see like a clip of him before. Late night, like yeah. whoa, the morning show. He did yeah, like the, what? The, the, doing the well, weather. He did, he he did, did the weather. Like trying to think about him doing stand up and with utter contempt for the audience. Yeah. Like I cannot You're imagine an old, it. An old picture of dad, yeah, you know, with more yeah. hair. Whoa, really? Oh, I've had that reaction. To dad had dad hair. Too. No, I. Well, that is something, Dave. Like I read about this in the the book. I'm dying up here, which is about the '70s stand up strike when uh, oh, nice. at um, the comedy store. They were going on for free, mm -hmm. and they're like, "We should get paid." And then, and uh, Mitzi, sure. uh, Mitzi, Mitzi Shore, Shore was like, mom. "No, we're not going to pay you. It's this. It would compromise the place." And and Letterman was part of the part of the group, and but he still sees like. Uh, <laughs> That uh, that he was like the junior member of the group then too, and then him and Leno were great buddies, like working to take it down. Oh, also pull up the "Don't Blame Conan" clip. Oh, That's I love that. one oh, of my favorites it's, ever. I do. That's when I went back to Letterman. It became a, became essential viewing. Yes. in the last. Couple well, I mean, weeks that was the last time late night was really vital. The, like that during the great. war, during that. You know, it is always and, the most vital. And like I, I, this is actually like I go back and watch all of these sequences from this era. It's Tonight Show ending, which is the best. 
uh, or the Conan Tonight Show ending, oh. which is God. awesome, where they pretend was, they're spending all NBC's money. <laughs> Bugatti Mouse. Bo- yes, <laughs> watching copywritten NFL footage over Rolling Stone's master of I Can't Get No Satisfaction. <laughs> Fucking great. So funny. Jimmy Kimmel showing up on Leno and mocking him mercilessly. Uh, yeah, that Leno's like, oh, let's make up. And Kimmel's like, no, I'm actually just going to be mean. Like, but if you're, if you're mean per, to you. For the two of you who are new listeners, uh, we about a year ago we did failed talk shows. I think we had a ton of these fu- uh, talk shows clips. Uh, yeah. But the one, the, the don't bl- and then right into don't blame Conan. We're like for like three nights, Letterman didn't do a monologue and just complained about Jay Leno. And <laughs> this is great. This is great. Anytime. So last night, uh, Jay gave his uh, state of the network speech. He did. And <clears throat> state of the network. State of the network. And uh, I, I, I saw state of the, state of the network. I always want to call it shut up. He's, he's amazing, but shut And up. he said that uh, we should not blame Conan for what's going on. Don't blame Conan. Don't blame Conan for what's going on. And I said to myself, no one is blaming Conan. <laughs> <laughs> right, so no, click okay. on the second the one on there, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. I, I mean, in the thousands and thousands of words that have been printed about this mess, who has blamed Conan? No one. I don't think so. No one has blamed Conan. Uh. Tyler, I know you have a favorite clip of him being kind of a grump, don't you? Do I? Yeah, we were talking about it the other night while we were watching the finale. Oh, oh, him, uh, him being a... Well, there's been several times when he's been a grump, when guests have either canceled and then come back, and he's been, like, just... Is that what it is? Totally like, not forgiving. And then there was the one with... Uh, are you talking about the Bill O'Reilly Oh, clip? yes. I oh, which is fantastic. I, no, I have some O'Reilly ones there, too. Yeah, yeah it's just so, that, like, uh, at this point, we were all at peak I hate Bill O'Reilly mode, but he was still appearing in public and no one was giving yeah, him shit. And he, he comes in and tries to do his war on Christmas shtick to Letterman. And it was Letterman's incredible. Like, You're lying. You're lying to me. This, is, this was the most political I ever was, and it was one of those things like, oh, I'm... And, you know, occasionally my dad would be like, relax, these things are cyclical, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, I'm not crazy. Even Letterman knows this guy's full of shit. And well, and, like, Letterman, I would bet Letterman's more liberal than not, but mm-hmm. he, he mostly plays a centrist. But even if he, yeah, even if he wasn't, think, he's just I like, I think if nah. anyone goes in with an agenda, he is going to take the equal and opposite thing. Oh, yeah, he just hates agendas. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, well, atomic well, bomb what were we supposed to do going into Iraq, then? What we were supposed to do is that the United States government believed that Saddam had a WMDs, okay? And they were wrong. People make mistakes in war. Now, Tony Blair was wrong, Again. Colin Powell was wrong, all these people were wrong. So, so, so that means accepted. we've made a mistake in war, so we stay there and kill as many Americans as we possibly no. can. Yeah, that's the way you get out of a mistake. No. What you do is you try to maximize... And do you, do you honestly believe, irrespective... You know I don't care. Irrespective... <laughs> irrespective of what the... Oh, sure, help yourself. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Friend. This is all an act. We're buddies. We but bowl. Irris- irrespective. <laughs> so click on the other one. Oh man, I don't, I don't remember that being as harsh as all. I, that's how political everything yeah, was post nine eleven. Well, that Iraq War. I'm so glad man, we're out was, of Yeah, I'm so glad we're out of that. Now we can argue over real things like games and, and Avengers. Cursing. Well, if Jeb Bush becomes president again, I bet we'll have the same. Uh, yeah, I've already had him as my governor. Don't need. Ugh, fuck Jeb, that guy, if Jeb Bush wins, I am assassinating all of his nieces and nephews. Hey, good. You can say that now and not get penalized. Whatever. Whatever brings heat to the show, Diana. 
No. Can you, can you do it while wearing a laser time shirt? I believe in nonviolence. <laughs> All right. Here's I might the... spit on them or something. Wait, oh, here's more. I swear to God, uh, President one... Jenna. If Jenna Bush is our first woman <laughs> president, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> Coming for you, Canada. All right, here we go. More, more. The last bit of Bill O'Reilly. Complicated, but it isn't so black and white, Dave. It isn't we're a bad country. Bush is an I evil did, liar. I didn't, I didn't say That's we were a bad country. I didn't, I didn't say he was an evil liar. Good. You're putting words in my mouth, just the way you put artificial facts in your head. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, I want to insert one of those like fucking rap battle gifts like at the end. Like, <laughs> oh mic drop. <laughs> God, that's oh, awesome. That, it is so good. But let me tell you guys too that the um, one person that get that a lot of people never think about in this is Meryl Marco. And yeah. like, uh, like Diana know. knows this. You guys let know me who say Meryl something Marco about is. Meryl Marco. I am. Old. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> it is sad that you don't know because. The the late night that you love so much, like she was co-creator with Dave. She is she was the head writer actually when and I came think... up with all the big segments and was his longtime partner during all that stuff. Like they were they weren't married, but they mm-hmm. were dating the entire time. Her name in the credits seems familiar now that I think yeah, about well, it. I think she's got it created by yeah. And I'm sure you saw her on politically incorrect and other stuff. Like she appeared on and she was on Space Ghost several times. Really? Like, yeah, she's she's great. She goes all the way back to not necessarily the news on HBO. Uh, I know. HBO's yeah. first shows. Yeah, she's she is great. I and she's so funny. If I can if you want to hear about her relationship with Dave, because it's funny too for her that she's she she's more than the than late night, but it is her biggest accomplishment. But then also to talk about it with her in interviews is to talk about your famous ex boyfriend, her famous ex boyfriend, <laughs> and so right. it's it can be difficult for her. But if you want to hear a good one, go find uh, her interview on "How Was Your Week," uh, a very mm-hmm. good podcast, and you'll learn a lot about Meryl Marco. But unfortunately, she rarely ever appeared on the show. Like I I pulled up a clip of Meryl Marco, but mm-hmm. it's actually not even a very good sketch. It's, uh, you can. Uh, skip about a minute into it and you'll hear her voice anyway. This is like from 1981 where she's taking you through how to do a job interview properly. Uh, Meryl Marco's all the fun. You gotta skip to a minute. I couldn't get a time for that this way. Rule number two. Listen carefully to the questions and answer only the question you were asked. Thank you. We'll give you a call. When I say the second millennium, I meant the third millennium. Fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they met. They they met doing stand up. They were they were both oh, wow. stand up people. They, yeah, Meryl Mar- do you, Also, do you know who dated Andy Kaufman? Elaine Boozler. Oh yes, yeah. yep. She dated him in the seventies too. I found that's out a comedian's name I know, whose uh, image is slowly fading from my memory. Boozler. Well, it, I always I get her confused with Judy Tenuta sometimes. Immediately when I was thinking of Boozler, I was like, yeah, well, they're accordion. Like, no, that's Judy Tenuta. Or the lady who calls Jeff Garland a fat fuck on Kirby Enthusiasm. <laughs> she's great. That's Susie Yesman. There we go. Um, now it's coming. Well, well, wow, I just lost Boozler. Oh, she's gone. Since I said <laughs> Andy Kaufman. Ooh, yes. Mm, well. He, would, do you think this was the Dave best? Dave named him the best guest, or half? No, actually, uh, Howard Stern on the thing we just watched named mm-hmm. him the best guest, and uh, and Dave agreed. And but the Kaufman was so only great. on for like five years of Letterman at oh, okay. best. Like, Do you think this is the best? Be- this is the best venue for him, or did SNL kind of offer a well, broader? He platform? just was all around NBC. He was also on Carson a lot too, mm-hmm. and and other talk shows. And like because he just would appear and do a crazy thing. Do we still wait? Do we still have someone like that on no. talk shows? I would say, uh, I would say Will Ferrell. Every, every venue is the best venue for Andy Kaufman, but I don't think he can exist anymore because there's mm. YouTube and there's like eighteen thousand people doing the like 
I'm weird. There, it, but like, but there's there's something so about showing showing up. He wasn't like, oh, I have, I'm, I'm in blackface. Ironically, that wasn't the shit he would do. He no, wouldn't do that. But though. it's also like this hawk show. What are you watching on YouTube? Henry? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm just talking about shitty edginess that people well, are like. Oh, I'm so like, edgy. That, that talk shows are still kind of establishment. So when people show up and do weird shit on them that you don't expect, it's still it's still fun. Yeah. It, but I'm wondering if anybody still does. I know Will Ferrell comes out occasionally in weird costumes. Like yes, people do. Is that all we have? But there was lore to Andy Kaufman. Yeah, I just don't true. think yeah. there's anyone Jim, like that. Jim Carrey sort of behaves weird sometimes. That's true. Because he, 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 he wants to be hard. Andy No, Kaufman. Will Ferrell... the same with Joaquin Phoenix shitty yeah. Letterman. Will Ferrell came out on Conan recently with a parrot on his shoulder. And then when Conan asked him about it, he's like, I, I asked you earlier not to mention the parrot. Like, can we- <laughs> well, and I, you know, this kind of gets forgotten, but Will Ferrell was actually very good. He was one of the best guests ever on the Craig Kilborn show. Like, he was always, he always brought forgotten. on Craig Kilborn. But here's he the forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was his first the, appearance. Yeah, this is great. This is on the morning show. I'd just like to, before I begin, um, I would like to just say thank you very much to David Letterman and the producers of this show and the people that run this show for having me as a guest and it's a very pleasure to come on the show all right pause it i need to set it up like so he is he is completely flat this whole thing he shows up he is disheveled like he's not shaved he has a shirt open there's no makeup on for sure and he, he has like a runny nose too like dave gives him a kleenex to wipe it and he says, like, oh, you quit taxi? He's like, um, yeah, I, I did. Yep, I quit it. And, and people don't like me now, and I do wrestling. And people, do. and so so he gives this whole sob story. He even says that he, he makes up a wife that divorced him and lost his kids. And he says he has no money. And so then go to the next clip. So he just says he has no money. And he's coughing a lot. So anyway, um, if anybody could... I, I know this sounds like a cliche, but... Uh, if you could any extra money, you know, I would appreciate it. Stands up. And people are throwing quarters at him, but he can't get them. He's literally holding his hand up. You can hear the quarters hitting. I think you can hear him Don't throw them at me. Well, he's going into the audience to get money That's from them. Crazy. Well, wait, play just a little bit longer, then somebody stops him. He gets actual paper money from somebody. <laughs> Please come with me. You can't do this. Dave just doesn't know what to do with it. Ah. They're booing because they actually did take... Always a pleasure to have... <laughs> <laughs> He's removed from the studio. I, I asked if this is a better venue for him. As a testament to how synonymous Andy Kaufman is with Letterman. Andy Kaufman, two days ago, like, like the day before the recording of the last episode of Letterman, was a trending topic mm-hmm. on Twitter and Facebook. Because wow. like, if there's a venue for him to come back, this is it. And like, literally the world, not just the world... 
but the Twitter world. Yeah. Enough people got on Twitter expressing that sentiment that, like, this is it. We'll, get, we'll see him Kaufman come back. He faked his death. That's yeah. right. He, <laughs> just to hear the audience reaction, like, what would they do? What would they, they just go like, <gasps> that would like, be ins- heart attacks? Like, like, what would happen? I can just imagine the angry and executive, and you do this for your last show? <laughs> yeah. I think people wouldn't believe it. It, yeah. it takes yeah. some. People would think it's like Bob's mood and makeup. He, well, need to- right, because, <laughs> Bob's mood because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but every like every five years or so, there comes like a new rumor. Like his his daughter, who was born after his death, is coming out on stage. Yeah, I mean, or- obviously. The, uh- because but if, my there, favorite, if, if there was anyone to fake his death for this long, it would be him. And then somebody like did a fucking think piece that preyed upon my uh, my compassion that like he would no Andy Kaufman was secretly gay, made up the cancer rumor because he had AIDS and wanted to get away from his parents. It was too That's embarrassing. As believable as anything else. It's believable for that era, and it made like that. Mm. Ma- that makes me the saddest. Therefore, I'm going he, to entertain that this actually exists. But wasn't he in love with Courtney Love though? I he mean, was, <laughs> but then we all were. It was 1994. The Jerry Lawler clip though. That oh, is like God. one of the most famous. Oh. Oh, moments in uh, I have two queued up but yeah that one so well, quick preface to this in case you're a child and you don't know this um, Andy Kaufman mm-hmm. decided he wanted to become a wrestler please like just please please on YouTube is a documentary called I'm from Hollywood it is. It's yes. about Andy Kaufman's wrestling career. Letter, it's like Letterman Very, actually appears in the documentary as him to yeah. talk, which he would never do. And then Kaufman grew up being a huge wrestling fan, so he contacted Jerry Lawler and said, "Let's do a thing." Like he had he had been wrestling women and saying he was the number he was the intergender champion and he could beat any <laughs> woman in the world. And he would always. And I think be, I had a role with it. And he was playing the bad guy, of saying like, "You women, you you should go to the get you back in scrub, the kitchen, get back in the kitchen, scrub the potatoes, peel the carrots." Let's do it. You'd uh, say all that shit, and then Jerry Lawler, playing the good guy, would say like, "I'm going to shut you up, uh, Andy Kaufman." And so they have a wrestling match. He drops him on his head in a pile driver, a safe move. But Andy says he's his neck is broken and he has a neck brace on. And so then one of the he goes on many venues. One of them is Late Night with David Letterman. It's, it still seems bizarre that that they would be allowed to take a kayfabe kayfabe Hank. Uh, wrestling scenario onto a late night talk show. Well, so Letterman asked them right before the infamous moment. A lot of people don't know this. Letterman asked them basically a lot. Some people are saying this is all fake and you're doing this together. And I think that's where the video starts. Um, let me let me just uh, clear up one point here. There are a lot of people uh, watching who probably view wrestling as being uh, a show, a display, a demonstration, uh, and and this may be as the Pinnacle uh, representation of that. It was this thing fixed or rigged? Are you guys really friends? Is it was it no, a scam? No, not at all. I, I, I couldn't warm up to this guy. We were cremated together. Classic Jerry That's what he thought about wrestling. He thinks it's all a big joke, a big fix, or whatever. And and then uh, you're right. There are a lot of Where people that think that. You're nothing but a well, well, there's. Well, you're just trying to prove a point because I was a Yankee and I heard this from so many people named I was going down there and because there you believed all that stuff. There are a lot of people that think that. And he was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I did to Andy. And exactly you what I would like to do to everybody that thinks that way. You look because I didn't see it. Was, yeah. It was a chance to show him exactly what would it's really not, like. If there were, would you? Because really like. let me tell you something. My father said, my father said, my manager said, they all said that I had a right, I could have gotten a lawyer and I could have sued you for what you did and I didn't. And I just, all I want is an apology. Even you asked me last time I was on your show if I, if I was uh, going to have a that's lawsuit right. and I yeah. could have sued you. I could have sued you for everything you're worth. Well, and I didn't because that's, I'm not that kind of a guy. Yeah. You know what? Uh, what kind of a guy are you? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that then he's well, oh. it's all visual, but then he stands up and slaps him. I, but it's my favorite line from the whole thing. It's in the it's in the Man of the Moon too. Boom, the slap, and then. Well, then we go to the commercial. Now click on the other one, and you're going to yeah. hear the uncensored return of it. How did they I get found the uncensored, uncensored one? one? I don't know, but listen. Holy shit! That had, there had to be like two people who could have had gotten access to that. That's incredible. So I've Andy nev- Kaufman never heard comes back one. after the I've commercial break. I've never heard break. the uncensored one. Uh, but yeah, Andy Kaufman comes back after being slapped. He's in a neck brace. He's constantly threatening Sue Jerry Lawler, and Letterman has the best fucking stamp on the end of this bit. It is so good. This. Uh, is Andy, are you coming in here again, or... I am sick of this bullshit! You are full of bullshit, my friend! I will sue you for everything you have! I will sue your ass! You're a motherfucking asshole! As far as I'm concerned, you hear me? A fucking asshole! Fuck you! I will get you for this! <laughs> I have never heard that before. Words on television. I apologize to all my kids. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> he throws coffee at him. Lala gets up. Andy runs away. Great. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, I think you can use some of those words on TV. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I'm... But what you can't do is throw coffee. I've said it over and over again. God. Love that so much. Holy shit. We have to go into break. We're going a little long. Uh, We have some more clips of uh, Letterman's finest moments. Uh, Let's celebrate Dave. Hashtag thanks, Dave. We'll be right back. everybody, it's your pal Chris here to plug a couple things for you. Don't turn this off because we have an important announcement to make. Some of you may know this already, but we are on Spotify. Spotify, that's a platform that people listen to things on, right? It's, it's got a weird caveat because you can only listen to it on phones. I can't see it or link you to it, but I've confirmed through other people that we are in fact on Spotify. I'm also recording this on Sunday night and a little drunk. How did that happen? Anyway, I hope you're enjoying The Letterman Show. Uh, we have an article related to this that Henry wrote up for um, uh, David Letterman's last week. Uh, it's the most shocking interviews. You can see them all in full on LazerTimePodcast.com. In addition to a bunch of other articles, Michael wrote up this awesome feature on the Japanese mascot of the Sega Saturn for that's 20th anniversary. And I wrote up a, at least one thing on Tomorrowland. I hope to have another one up there, but not not the new movie Tomorrowland. Uh, the one I have up now is, uh, I don't know, it's really important to me. The Tomorrowland film of 50 years ago, hosted by Walt Disney. It's really cool. If, you, if you're a fan of old animation, you should check it out. Uh, but, it, it, like, yeah, this week, I guess, Laser Time runs the gamut. Uh, Dave and Tony worked on uh, an award show for the 40th season of SNL. And uh, Henry and Dave should also have something wrestling-related up and some uh, Amazon highlights for you this week that are used to support us. But if you see us on Spotify... Follow our asses and share and all that stuff. Because I can't even see it. It's infuriating and I'm a little wrinkle. Uh, as always, we stream every uh, Tuesday on twitch.tv slash laser time. Who knows? That might change. Uh, we, we stream, not the time. We stream every week at uh, 3 o'clock Pacific time. Who knows what will be last week. Last week we streamed a ton of great shit, including The Witcher. Uh, Red Dead Redemption had its five-year anniversary. I streamed the new Destiny content. And holy shit, if you listen to last week's Gross Toys episode, we found a Mad Balls game. Such a thing exists, and Dave and I stream that. It's all there for you. 
archived on youtube.com slash network. Again, we appreciate the support. Going to our website helps out a lot. If you'd like to help us a little further, we have a donate button uh, through our PayPal, and we ha- you can just shop Amazon through us. It's very easy. You get the lowest prices on things on the internet that you already want and kick back a little commission back to us while getting the lowest price on the internet, usually. And I have to make this short because I'm on my way out the door. It's so late, and I've had too many drinks. we got a lot of fun shows for you. we got a new Cape Crisis this week, a new Video Game Apocalypse, a new VG Empire, the video game music show, and maybe, maybe a new cheap podcast coming for you soon. But if you, so if you like wrestling, video games, comic books, and pop culture shit, the Laser Time Network is there for you. I will shut up now. Goodbye. Laser Time, second segment. All aboard. Let's go. Let's open the thing here, Paul. Here we go. Welcome back to the Letterman Show. I got a little special clip. So very recently we did a show about the top uh, ten animated films based on TV cartoons. And I do believe Beavis and Butthead Do America is the last time Letterman has appeared in anything else playing anything mm. other than late night late night host David Letterman. Late show host. Late show host yeah. da- I David think Letterman. you're right. Cabin Boy predates that. And yes. that's like 1996. So yes, I wanted to grab the one thing, the one movie I've ever seen him in is a different character. You! You! Old man! Look, I am in desperate need of assistance. Well, well, well. What's on your mind, little <laughs> girl? Uh, I realize that you are most likely the product of lower-class inbreeding, but perhaps you could help me. Oh, gosh, I certainly hope so. <laughs> I love the way he says that. Uh, oh, gosh. All right. Oh, gosh. Well, then, are we opening up the Chris Elliott chapter of I think, this? I think we have Actually, to. Actually, we like... can segue to the Oscars on this one, too, because sure. they uh, yes. did Tell a whole bit. Tell us about bit. that. When Letterman hosted the Oscars, he did a whole bit about like his how he's mad because he didn't get an Oscar for his fine performance in Cabin, Cabin Boy. Boy. Which, which is a movie I loved at that time. Diana, this is the first Oscars I ever watched because of David Letterman hosting wow. it. And, right. and Do you want to buy that's, a that's, that's, that's what right. they kept saying. Like It was such a bomb. I'm like, I remember being entertained by watching David Letterman make fun of people. It, it was entertaining. That's another job that's like, you think it's not that hard? It is really it was, But it was hard. 10 years before I heard that, like, yeah, David Letterman really bombed. Like, did he? It just he brought Uma some stuff Oprah over. Oprah sucks. He got like, more lo- more mileage out of Uma Oprah sucking than he ever he got indeed. out of anything else. He did indeed. But when I I saw that one live too, and I was like, ugh, come on. What? Yes. Well, also I didn't know who Uma was. A worldly was. eight year old. This joke really isn't sticking. Yeah. I was I was thirteen. His way off. I was thirteen at the time, and I didn't. Like Is that what yeah. year it was? It was like ninety five, wasn't it? Four. Ninety four. Yeah. I I I was old enough to know I wanted to see it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he did stuff like uh, you know he did a stupid pet trick mm-hmm. and dragged Tom Hanks out of the audience to do it, and Tom Hanks was about to get an Oscar for Forrest Gump that night, and he was not really feeling this. Oh and really? <laughs> you ever want to see Tom Hanks look not happy? Wow. Like. I'm not sure if I've ever seen that. Just that Tom one Hanks? small role in Cloud Atlas where he throws that guy off the roof. Yeah, there's a point where he just looks so, so <laughs> That's uncomfortable. It's it. all you have for unhappy Tom Hanks. So, like, so, Dave, so, why, why are you making me stand here with a dog? Dave, Dave, so he was mad, mad. Okay. He was, He was mad dead. Mad dead. Well, okay, anyway, so Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott was a writer of the show in the early days. He's the son of Bob Elliott of Bob and Ray fame. It's he this, is, I, he's TV royalty, but also a very weird guy who... Very weird. 
But in in one of the funniest guys yeah, ever. Yeah, like I was already in love with Get a Life is where I found him. I I went to the theater to watch Cabin Boy, enjoyed the shit out of it. Man, that that's worthy but of it. Everybody it's own is, show. It was famous at the time as bad. As like, bad. But it's fucking great. It's it's amazing. It's beautifully shot. Well, like Chris Elliott and Adam Resnick, his his co-writer, they both they both looked at it in shame. Like, These they, pipes. It was supposed to be Tim Burton directing Cabin yeah. Boy. That's Oh my god. Yeah, All that's right. why I, But okay, so, so but I didn't I like when I found out Chris Elliott was on Letterman's that I had seen mm-hmm. i went crazy and then i invented youtube in hopes of finding it <laughs> i think the best one to start with is chris elliott television miracle yeah which is the uh it's very visual though isn't it not not this opening part so this was uh it was the behind the scenes story of chris elliott's uh, how he how he came to be and he'd been playing all these these roles he i loved his person under the stairs like he just guy, lived in the, yeah, yeah. Guy guy under the, the seats Guy yeah. in the seats. Like, you just live down there. He but, just, okay, but this is hosted by George Takei. George Takei. That always cracks me up. Hi, I'm George Takei. You know me as Helmsman Sulu on Star Trek. I'm aboard the Enterprise. We encountered life forms of many different kinds, <laughs> but none as astonishing as a computerized marionette that acts as David Letterman's comedic foil. <laughs> <laughs> Late Eli, Eli Wallach. with Elliot in Arthur Miller's stunning production of Death of a Salesman at the Winter Garden last year. It wasn't until a week after the show had closed that a friend of mine informed me that Elliot, this magnificent feeling performer I so admired, and with whom I'd spent many hours on stage and off, was not human. <laughs> That's it. Oh. So yeah, he's a robot. He's the whole setup is that Chris Elliott is a robot, and like the you have to watch the whole sketch. It is hilarious. It's, but then in 1986, Chris Elliott it must have been one of the first people to recognize like just having George Takai laugh. Yes, is hilarious. I'm looking at him like I can't believe this guy came out in the 2000s. <laughs> Jesus, no one knew. Uh, well, speaking of nobody knew. Gay stuff like the Richard Simmons. There's some Richard Simmons clips hey, I have he on. Still this hasn't list. said one way or the other. Like I thought, Richard Simmons and Dave have like some of the best chemistry oh ever. Actually, hate one another. Well, no, because Hi. Dave. Hello. Picked... He, he's even squirrelier than I thought. You know, Wait, what's way, happening? He's, they... This is him taking him door to door and <laughs> saying, "Like, come on, isn't this guy weird?" And like, or he's making fun of him door to door. But this one specifically is. Simmons getting mad at him about Barbara Streisand. He was bothering uh, uh, Barbara Streisand. Did you hear about this? I'm totally serious about this. Let me let me finish. David my... ruined my chances of ever meeting Barbara, and I waited 30 years. Richard, your ass was hanging out of those shorts. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! You know what? You maybe you just never really had somebody that you really idolized before. Maybe you've never been in love. <laughs> Walters, I did. The one, uh, one that I want people to look up on YouTube, but I sent it to you the other night. It's just uh, Dave and Steve Martin's gay vacation. Yeah, it is one big base gay joke, but it still brings such a smile to my face. It's practically offensive in this day and age. But okay, click on the other two mm-hmm. Richard Simmons ones there too. They, I just love their. Uh, their... I, I think I miss Richard Simmons. I'm in full on miss Richard Simmons. <laughs> See, this is why I don't like you to ask questions. Look at you. A grown man with a fuchsia tie. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I mean, Jesus, I got a grown man with sequins. Come on. <laughs> Wait, he has a great comeback. Rhinestones? For the record, these are Austrian crystals, David. 
Austrian crystals, David. God damn it. Uh, and then he he does a song at the very end. He's just like, can I do my song? Like, You can fast forward to like the last minute and you'll hear him do last a song. Last minute. Um, that one I didn't have queued up. Come on, get it. Come on. Come on. I'm ready for a fight. 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 No! No! <laughs> All right, and then the it's last very, one. It's very old timey, but I kind of miss that kind of shit. On, well, let's look uh, on the last one. It's, it's one last good scene. Why don't you and I go see Mamma Mia? <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. All right. Keep going, keep going. David Letterman, here I go again. My, my, how could I resist you? David Letterman, here we go again. My, my, how could I resist you? Even your multi-parted. <laughs> I like that Sheer backed him up, too. That Sheer was like, all right, he's singing a song. We all know this song. They just started playing it. I never understood that because I didn't have a lot of time playing instruments. How does the band all know to do the same song? (laughs) Because they're the world's greatest band. The band has always been some of the best. I actually just saw uh, the other day I was reading something about how several members of KISS weren't really the ones playing the instruments. And apparently, yeah, uh, Anton Figg, uh, Letterman's drummer for a long, long time was actually really? drumming on most of that. Wow. And I can remember his name forever because he kept yelling, Anton! And I can't remember whether the drummer was the cat or the spaceman. He's <laughs> <laughs> yes. the cat. Okay, good. Yeah, yep. he constantly uh, well, yelled at Anton for whatever, this, making this, jokes that he was super high means, or asking for a drum roll. Or... This was such a vague memory because it's been a long time since I saw um, American Splendor. The documentary oh that, yeah, that I think I pra- practically own was... NPR in, 10, in 2004, like it was every other segment was about <laughs> here it. Here we go. I didn't know he was so. So this is the this is when Harvey Pekar got kicked off of Letterman. Like for real though, for real. This yeah. is okay, well, so you, this you is the one. Explain the lead up to. All right, so Harvey Pekar number one is like an alt comics legend. Like mm-hmm. he he wrote a ton of alternative comics, but he was a writer. He wasn't an artist, but at, like guys like Art Crumb would draw them for him. Mm-hmm. And he started a film called American Splendor based on his book of the same name. Oh God, someone's coming in to correct you. Played by Paul Giamatti. <laughs> All right, what, what, Michael? Can I come in on this part? Sure. I just, I, I read his comics about uh, being kicked off of Letterman and, uh, you know, coming on insulting GE, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'm just fascinated by this. <laughs> well, yeah, so Le- he was yeah, a he, regular on Letterman. Yeah, but they brought him on because they're like, hey, he's this funny guy from Ohio, he talks funny, and he's a crank, and ah, he's a weirdo. what a it- weirdo. And so then GE had purchased NBC, <laughs> wow. and so then he came on to do this. Why you defend a G? That was really, I thought that was really dumb because, you know, it made you look like a shield for G, and I was really surprised to hear you do that. I, you know, I, I'd like... First of all, you, you first of all Harvey, what you're saying is not true. Second of all, this is not is, the place to say it. No, and if you want to continue if talking I, about look, this, Dave, go somewhere care. else, because look, Dave, we're not going to talk I'm, about it on the Dave, show. I signed, Harvey, one, I signed the Harvey, 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 no, no, Harvey, Harvey, no, no, Harvey, one, you're TV, wrong. By the way. What you're saying is well, yeah, wrong. I said you looked like. I didn't what say you're saying you is wrong, Harvey. Here's your, here's your so if, I said it looked like you were shit. That's why I don't understand, because you wanted laughs that night, and I got you your laughs. See, Jesus. I had a plan. I figured if well, I Harvey, you've never rest. planned anything in your life. Oh, no, that's <laughs> what, what did you that's plan? Your wardrobe? Dave. 
Dave, look, yeah, I planned it. It's color coordinated. Yes, I'm wearing is. a pair of seventy-five dollar yeah. shoes, and I'm very hurt because you didn't, you know, compliment me on it. These are the Rockport Walkers, Dave. These are in. Well, those Aren't are very nice. Those are nice. All right, Dave. To get this those free with your subscription well, to Field worry, and Stream. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry Dave. Dave, Dave. I won't come back unless you really ask. No, me. you're not coming back yeah, at all, Harvey, all right. because I we've given care. no, no, we've given that's... you many, many chances to come on this show and talk about things that we thought would Dave, be of was, general interest to I people, and also work. to promote your little Mickey Mouse magazine <laughs> here, your little, your little <laughs> newsletter, your little clubhouse uh, Dave, uh, fun and. Because Rainy day fun for boys and girls. Little weekly reader deal here. You've blown every single chance Dave, you've had, Harvey. Really every that single that chance. So You're what? not coming Dave, back. I was a file clerk. You're a dork, you. Harvey. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> I was a <laughs> he's actually be, I didn't know he's actually being kicked wow. off the Letterman show he's very man like Letterman's real pissed off at him for that yeah like, I've only seen the comic perspective from that so like yes hearing Dave like the actual anger in his voice mm -hmm. like is, you've blown every chance yeah, yeah it's in like there's 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 a backstory to it like really this guy again I'm not yeah. gonna go on stage yeah. with this guy Dave sounds disappointed we've given you so uh, many chances I've never heard that said by a talk show host anywhere it's like I thought you'd be a fun crank but you're just being a dick yeah we've and, given you so many chances made me flash back to my entire childhood in, in the comics it just comes off as he's being affably phony like Harvey do I come to your place and insult your boss mm. <laughs> yeah. that's oh, so well, great thank, yeah. thank you very much Michael Rapares yeah. yeah I'm glad I could put in an appearance yeah, I, I, I do think it's funny star though, of video game apocalypse just to bring this up that difficult guests were really when yes. Dave shines um, yes I believe like you have say a couple Madonna the Madonna which, which, which one time? this is Madonna black hair like All play right. both of those they're okay. great do you have his good zinger for the, the black hair yeah. not no I don't have that. Uh, I like that. she said I, I can't <laughs> A lot of people would cave into the pressure and say, oh, all right. They'd go out and kiss him and get it over with. Yeah, well, I've never succumbed to peer pressure. Uh, good for you. That's what we love about you, Madonna. Yes. <laughs> what brings Kelly, you are a sick fuck. <laughs> Where are you finding We're well, uncensored on Sky in the UK, so... <laughs> keep, li keep listening. Keep listening. I don't know why I get so much shit. You realize this it's is being broadcast, don't you? Yeah. His words are naughty. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can know me talking like that. What? I say, oh, never mind. <laughs> Look on the other one, too. The other one I have yeah. from, I was, from Madonna. I was going to say, the, uh, the good singer there, she says, is your hair a rug? He says, what are you wearing, a swim oh. cap? You used yeah. to be really kind of, like, cool. I know. There is no bigger dweeb than me. <laughs> Money's made you soft. Really? You think so? Yeah. In what sense? Because you just kiss up to everybody on your show now. <laughs> you do, man. You're always kissing up to, like, all. I see all these, like, you know, movie stars coming here, and right. you're just... It's all I can, I can You should give people a hard time. Yeah. I can suspend that behavior tonight, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. He's smoking a cigar. Well, yeah, he just is like. Fuck I this. believe you have already. Oh, I know. Now we're just kidding around. Explain to folks. We're Don't just kidding around. Special, okay? All right, sure. I wouldn't. Uh, to but do what it. specifically uh, are you getting at? What is driving you nuts here? What's what's troubling you? About you or life in general? Well, right, let's start with life in general. <laughs> All right. Well, so I read about this uh, because there were a million essays written about oh, Dave yeah. in the last week. And one of them was this uh, this guy who was an intern on his show and then a producer on the show. 
he worked on that scene and he explained what happened that he he said the the plan was Dave had made all these jokes at Madonna's expense and they were going to replay those oh. clips for her and she was going to react to them. And he was like, yeah, we got this all planned. And that was ahead of time. The day of the interview, it's just her and her loyal hairstylist and they're getting ready for the interview. And they says, all right, so we're going to play a clip and then you react to it and you play a clip and react to it. And she's like, I, I'm, I'm not going to remember all that. And he's like, we we talked about this already. She's like, mm. I'm just I'm not. I, he's like, why? And she's like, I smoked a bunch of endo before this, and so like <laughs> she's she is stoned. Like, and she confirmed this. He he said she confirmed this in her own interview. Like she was stoned for that interview. She that's didn't give a naughty. Shit. So yeah. that's why she is so just like. And she used the f word. I remember her first explanation was that it was a bit that like some intern had come to her and said Holy like shit. it'll be so funny if you like swear a lot. And she's like, okay. And I was like, I, no one bought that story because who the fuck tells Madonna to do something? Yeah, nobody has yeah. to work there the next day. Dude, Warren Beatty couldn't do it, and you <laughs> Madonna would not listen to but that. But all of this seems so quaint. That This was a major controversy was, that people were talking oh, yeah. about for weeks. It was when, a huge deal. When I see her hair she, in that, that, like that was a comic like everywhere. It was a, uh, it was a big thing. It was thing. like, oh, Madonna's so holy, salacious. How could she? And then everybody thought she was a real bitch after that. Oh, like, but this was the second time she tossed, tasseled with Letterman, though. Well, the first the, clip, if you're talking oh, about you with Sandra some? Bernhardt. Oh, yes. Click on that one. Apparently, this was about the end of her right, relationship so, with Warren Beatty. So pause this. Pause this, too. Wait. All right, so quick backdrop to this. So Sandra Bernhardt, who is like this pansexual goddess of comedy, <laughs> like she just fucks everybody. But uh, but the, anyway, but they are the, both dressed like lesbians in this particular. Story. That's what I yes. love about that. They clip. dressed identically. They, they were clearly fucking at the time. Like they mm. were clearly in a relationship. But anyway, so Sandra Bernhardt was a constant guest on Dave because she was a stand-up comic. That's where she got her start. And, and greater time of comedy. Just want to say that. At the oh, time she oh, was yes. so at the time she was palling around with Madonna. Mm-hmm. And it was all over the tabloids, as Dave points out earlier in the piece. He says, like, oh, so you're best friends with Madonna. And he's like, she says, Yeah, do you want to meet her? And he's like, What really? And then Madonna just comes out That's and crazy. they're just like acting like total drunk, goofy girls who, <laughs> like, I, I wrote it up in an article this week, but I said they either just had sex or are about to have sex. But so in, in the interview, she even says they had gone to a, a famous New York lesbian bar in the interview, too, which was very salacious at the time that Ooh. they would say that. But so this is at the end of the interview. You want me to come back? I'd love to have you come back. I think, I think it's time to fess up and get real. <laughs> Honey, anytime you're ready. Get real. Well, I hate stuff like this. Uh, <laughs> I hate stuff okay, like this. Yes, I slept on right. the show. <laughs> All right, now listen to this next part. <laughs> All those people in middle of America just having. I. David, you want to know the truth? Get your leg off of me. She doesn't give a damn about me. Oh right. Is that right? She loves Sean. Well, I can understand that. She's been using me. Just to get to Sean. To get to Sean. Well. I introduced her to Sean three years ago Penn? at Warren Beatty's house. Sean Listen to this at Warren Beatty's house. I swear. House. <laughs> and she has been in love with him ever since. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm not well, denying. She doesn't that. care about me. Oh, well, that's, that's She's sad. been using me. Well, our no. late night loony. 
Sorry, I get to watch the YouTube clip. It was a cutaway to the producers. This is so sad. Listen, we, we, we're running a no, little wait short. A no, wait a second. I am running. telling you the truth. Okay. <laughs> Sandra, I'm, I days. knew you could never... Wait. We have to, we, Wait a second. I knew she would never Jesus. admit to it privately, so I'm taking this chance to humiliate her in front of thousands of people. Millions. <laughs> thousands? All right, a hundred. You're going to humiliate me. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Madonna. Good one, Madonna. Nice sting. It sounded like it was back with her relationship to Sean Penn, but for some reason I thought that this was like one of the last straws in a relationship. I think with she's talking Beatty. like they're the, they're in post breakup mode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she could be talking about like that he they they've divorced at this point, but yeah. I just love I love Madonna's real accent. Like uh, I, I miss it. Though I can get like it's I don't think it's a put on if she's just lived in England this long. Mm-hmm. Like some people get new accents you though. Pick, you do pick up some things, but it's yeah. more the pattern of speech, not the yeah, I know, but I love how you just can't tell like I'm like from a... the red clay moonshine still in South because I've been in California for almost a decade. I love when she sounds like this Jersey girl or whatever, or New Yorker girl. Like, why? Like, I, I just love that. Who kind was of pointing? They're pointing that out. Like her and Cindy Lauper, like these beautiful songs, time after time, and they open their mouth back in the eighties. Jersey, like this horrible <laughs> trill voice comes out. <laughs> um, uh, but the, you have something with uh, Cher? Like oh, Adele yeah. now, actually. If you hear Adele talk, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I've that never heard of it. Uh, Thank you very much. No, keep going. Eh? Well, yeah, so this is Cher, one of her first appearances oh, where man. she's saying why she didn't want to come on Letterman for a while. <laughs> this was Boy, such a big deal at the time. But when I, you bring out the worst in me. No, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, okay, now what do you think? You want to try a little Oh, sorry. Bit, uh, this this is a different clippy clip. So this one is... Her and Sonny, Cher, we've known as Cher for such a long time, if you know her at all, but that she became famous as Sonny and Cher, as the, the young woman with song songwriter Sonny Bono, and they had a terrible comedy show together, a variety show on TV, <laughs> the Sonny and Cher show. I'm sorry, Tyler, you've not had much to say in this one. I want to talk over you. Well, why don't you just introduce the clip, Henry, that right. we started... Anyway, uh, so they got very famous with the song I've Got You, Babe. They divorced. They even divorced during the time Sonny and Cher was on the air. And Cher and Sonny had been pretty separate in the public eye. Both had new husbands at this point. Are they selling like a best of album? Why are they on the show together? No, so they hadn't sung together in years. Years. And... Dave thought it'd be funny to book them together, and then he's surprising them with like Cher has already performed a song, Sonny has done it too, and Letterman. But it's, I got you, babe. That song barely qualifies as singing. It was. A, it's yes. like when you ask for a glass of water when you're about to pass out drunk. That's the exact. That's exactly how you sing. I got but you, babe. But it's it's a very. <laughs> so she. So they haven't sung together in a very long time. It was a complicated affair they had, and she wanted to. She had always wanted to move past being. Sonny's wife and so now she had and they're also talking about at the time chastity like there's a funny bit before this where Dave asks like he asks this salacious question of like you got a tattoo on your butt would you want chastity to do that like which is such a like square question but anyway so he set up the mics he's he's bought his surprise share with like come on just sing the song and so this is where it comes in a sore throat I, yes but you sounded I was really, great. yeah but i was so nervous and i and i we're I all a little nervous great. but this would be a wonderful way i wasn't nervous to be on the show with you i was nervous <laughs> <laughs> oh well <laughs> thanks paul 
Oh, see, they're starting the song. Give it a shot. Go right over there. Come on. You'll love it. I love it. You'll love it. Good God! So this song was never sung by a woman. <laughs> she well, that's that's what's cute. She Cheryl says, will break you. It's excruciating. Well, at the end, he says, "Put your little hand in mine," and she does, and it's just—it's a beautiful. I moment. clicked on the if clip that said Cheryl calls Letterman an asshole. It would make you cry. Well, yeah, did you not click on the Cher Calls Letterman an Asshole? That's the one. Uh, so I click on the one that's the Sonny and Cher one, and then... Uh, we got one time for one more. One more. Pick one, Hank. Oh, jeez. This uh, is it. Man, oh, man. Uh, that's right. We usually see. do an hour here. Hard drive space time. It's a busy Friday now. Okay, Crispin Glover. Crispin click Glover. Because he did get kicked off the show, didn't he? Uh, yeah, so... You, the, this reason. is a two-part clip. Yeah. So... Crispin Glover seems to be stoned and just I don't have these. You seem to be distraught. They don't. You seem to be distraught. People try to make me sound a lot weird, and I'm just, I'm strong, you know? I'm strong. I can arm wrestle. Do you want to arm wrestle? I've been taking, no, I've been taking, these aren't mine. I can, I can, I can kick. Kicks in Dave's face. Okay. I'm going to go check on the top ten. Just walks away. Walks away. Okay, so now play the second clip uh, on there. Well, that's, yeah, that's, but I love that, are you, we always thought Crispin Glover is stone, and it's like, that's how our minds worked pop culturally, like, the, well, now we Drugs know Crispin, have to Crispin Glover is just weird, has always been weird, he wanted he's always been this person, sober or not. But Dave wasn't, re- wasn't up for that. And the, so the big the rumor was that, that, like, he was so, he was so high on the show, like, no, that's pretty standard Crispin Glover. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back to the show. We're running a little uh, short of time tonight. I would have loved to have chatted more with Crispin Glover, but I understand he had a cab to catch, and, well, <laughs> traffic this time of night here in Midtown is pretty brutal, so we wanted to, wanted to ensure every possibility that he would get wherever he was going on time. Did you enjoy that, Paul? It was uh, an interesting segment. Yeah. Uh... I think that's the first time uh, we've been doing the show that a, a guest actually tried to kick me. Well, I, uh, uh, that is so yeah, great. Yeah. You, you gotta play Dave Goes to Taco Bell, though. Works at Taco Bell. Come out. They did on the finale. Yeah. Yeah, but. Oh, does so it work okay. in audio? I'll click it if yeah, you Yeah, this, sure me this works clip in works in audio, yes. Um, let me see. There might be an ad. I'm gonna warn you now. The hair and nails oh, yeah. on that woman he asked to buy him a burrito was pure. What would they say? It was 93 or so? I think it was like 96. Like, this is late. Oh, show, well. So. Here we go. This chick was from 88 Long Island. Oh, okay. Jesus. Hi, uh, welcome to Behind Taco Bell. What do you want? I'd like two, three cheese melts. Okay, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not exactly a computer. Slow down. Let's try it again. Take it from the beginning. What is it you would like for lunch? Three cheese melts. Two, three cheese <laughs> melts. Hi, welcome to Taco Bell. How are you? Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. I had kind of a bad weekend. I was mowing my uh, lawn. I got a riding mower a couple of weeks ago, and the damn thing rolled over my foot, and I lost three toes. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now we think of the, uh, it's not possible for a worker to talk about own a lawn. <laughs> well, also, like, Taco Bell wouldn't 
I don't, I don't think Taco on. Bell would let them do that. Taco Bell just Conan now has a section called remotes, and mm-hmm. that's a super yeah. inside term, but it's mm-hmm. where he goes off on a remote location. They bring the camera crew there, and he just went to Taco Bell's headquarters. Wow. Um, yes, didn't he? Tyler that's... can verify this. Yeah. You watch all the Conan clips. No, I do. That's I watch why they're always on the TV. That's, that's great, because that's one thing I, I wanted to say. I totally forgot about until the Taco Bell thing the other mm-hmm. night seen it. He was, anytime you got him out of the studio, he was which, on fire. Which he never left for the last 15 years. And that's, that's when I say, like, he had been coasting for a long time, yeah. but he is definitely a pioneer. And the one I can think of, and it's awesome, and we should recreate it, a woman... This is pre-internet kids sent something called a letter. Letters contain addresses, <laughs> oh, yeah. and addresses are where you live. Oh, An angry what? letter telling him telling him that he sucked and that his his hair didn't look good. So he tracked her down and went showed up and surprised the negative commenter. <laughs> this is air quotes at the house at her house to confront her. It is a great piece, and that that was the final clip. That yeah. was the final clip. What? But what? On the on the on Everlong. Like oh, it was she says you're not gonna put this on CBS, and then oh, he says, that was her. I'm pretty sure that was her right. thing, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, uh, but okay. Wait, click on. Oh goodness, Hank! Do the Hatsune Miku one. Just this was like in his last year. Hatsune Miku, the Vocaloid that that rules Japan, the J-pop star who is just a digital program that sings. Now listen to me. Our next guest is a computer-generated Vocaloid personality like from Hank Japan, Hill. and she is here in support of her expo in New York and Los Angeles. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, making her network television debut, Hatsune Miku. It's so crazy. You just, I, I, I just imagine. Do I, do I really have to do this? I, I like how he says Los Angeles like it's plural. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then at the okay. end, he just is standing next to like a screen. He goes like, oh, wow. Well, ah, well ah. I'm back from my dressing room. What, ha- what, I what a miss, Paul. I can't talk to anybody. <laughs> well, okay, so. So you know that, what we should recreate is what? when he came here to San Francisco. How long ago it was, was that? So, oh, that had to be about 95, 96. Jesus. I was in college. <laughs> Some of my friends made it into the audience. I couldn't go because I had a bunch of classes to go to. Oh. But yeah, I'm sure that you remember those classes to this day. Yeah, they were. Well, there were. <laughs> he, I know that he did one bit where they would just find a person and interview him, mm-hmm. and then write a song about that person. Oh. And they found uh, one of the guys who drives the cable cars and wrote mm-hmm. a song about him, his love of burritos, and his boss is named Weird Dave. <laughs> and, and I think there was a point where they had a race between the cable car and someone throwing a burrito down a hill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it Weird. so good. Another, another great visual one to look up is when him and Zsa Zsa Gabor go around L.A. eating fa- every fast food they can get. <laughs> and, and it was something, as now as a Californian, I can see in it there was... When they go to In and Out Burger, people clap more like, "Yeah, In and Out, that's California." Woo. Yeah, biblical quotes in your cups. I don't, not a big In and Out fan. I don't get it. Well, okay, you get, so, you get thousand, you can Thousand Island is cheap. You can put it on anything. So if we're reaching the end, we are reaching the end. No more clips. Did, did every all right? So did anybody else cry during the Everlong? Uh, let's see, Norm Macdonald, Ray Romano. No, no, no. I mean, um, here, did any of us cry while watching the Everlong clip? Because I, I did. I did. I didn't cry. I, had I mean, that I sort didn't of... have tears tr- going down my face, yeah, but I was definitely I, like blinking away tears. I yeah, it... I had I had that filled with feeling. Yeah. Chris and I were hammered. Yeah. 
Um, like well, really watched, drunk. I've watched it like five. You were more you times were really hammered. I was mm. I was going, I was doing all right. <laughs> uh, I was more drunk than you. You, you even you literally had the stereotypical like prohibition era drunk hiccups yeah. every four seconds. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> well, it's just so funny that like Dave says his favorite song, yeah, by his well, favorite band is like I, Foo Fighters. There's well, a great there's a, heart, a so. great clip on his YouTube channel that's all the outdoor segments, which is always my favorite shit. The stuff they did in front of the studio, and then all of a sudden like oh well this. It's gonna have some weird music in it, and it's let's go gorilla radio. I'm like, was Dave yeah. a Rage fan? And like, it turns out that was a great montage. It turns out maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, because like he he loves the Foo Fighters. They're the only people who've well, done a week long installation so, inside the Late Show. As he explains on the show, brought him out of a Everlong. The first show he did when he came back, the Everlong song made the he loved it while recuperating from his surprise quintuple bypass. Quintuple bypass. We, I like, remember people were like, "Will he survive? Will he be able to come back?" Yeah, yeah. and I'm they like, were. What's the up. show going to do? They're going to they're going to mm. go off for a while. No, they're not. He like, went Regis fifteen more years. He went fifteen more years. But so Everlong, he had on Foo Fighters, and they did Everlong his first time back, and they like canceled a South American tour to fly up and do it. And so, like Dave on the last show goes, he says his final things and said, and for the last time on television. Thank you and good night. And then boom, straight to Everlon. Which and it was my song with my girlfriend when we were 15. And yeah, so it yeah. definitely filled with feels, but couldn't cry because Tyler was there. Yeah, but Mike, Michael pointed out, it's like a poor stage manager was telling them to stretch. Because that <laughs> montage was so long. It's really long. It was really good. It was, it's like, come on, one more verse. It was 33 verse. years of it. And, do, do one more. And like, I love when they said, when they did the bit, when they said, and then she said, and then they cut to Stone, Farrah Fawcett going, wow, I thought that was the win. Like, that one. Goes, There's wow. someone who's legitimately Stone. Everybody's dead. Like, mm-hmm. so many of the people in those oh, clips are man. dead. But mm-hmm. that it was also just seeing, they just show you flashes of everything. And like half, well, not half, a third of them, I was like, oh, shit, I remember that. Oh, more pictures, oh, yeah. more pictures. I should it was plug- just a flood of memories in your brain. We'll try and put this underneath the episode. Uh, somebody, some mega fan on Facebook made a gallery. There's a, there are 537 images. Whoa. And he chronicled what each one is, why they're significant, and what date they come from. They annotated the yes. whole thing. Yes. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's I didn't get through it all, but like this is fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. I love this. Anyway, we've been Laser Time, the pop culture show. Hooray. Hopefully somebody found us on Spotify, because I can't. Uh, but, but apparently we're there. Tell a friend. Uh, we have a bunch of other shows. What did we do recently? Uh, uh, gross Toys, uh, Bad Beatles covers, oh, a uh, bunch of really fun stuff lately. Worst so superhero films. Uh, it's been a really good... 2015 has been a very good year. Let's hope it's not the last. See you on Patreon. Uh, I'm done with my plug. Oh, uh, I, did, I wrote something about Tomorrowland on LazerTimePodcast.com where you can find this and many other shows. Like Cape Crisis, my weekly comic book podcast where I talk about all the big events in the world of graphic novels. And also you can get a li- commentary... Uh, <laughs> also you can get commentaries to Avengers and Iron Man 3 on LazerTime.Bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. And you can check out Video Game Apocalypse, which Woo. is hosted by the guy who claims me on his taxes, Michael Rapares. <laughs> the man who owns you his property? Yes. Yeah. I, I would still do that. He has to co-sign when I want to get a bank account, you know, because I'm too <laughs> dumb to have one. At least those. you have someone to drive you around at night. Yeah, but it is nice that, like, he gets two votes now. Yes! Because of me. <laughs> anyway. I guarantee you tell him what to vote for. Wonderful. <laughs> Well, I'm working at the polls every year, so yeah. I can just fill it out for him and be like, you voted, honey. <laughs> uh, and then there's VG Empire, the video it's game not, music podcast. True. Cheap podcast. The, the one wrestling about show. pro wrestling. And there's some wrestling art. Again, go to lasertimepodcast.com. Tyler. Bunch of shit up there. Oh, I don't have anything to plug. 
I do want to know how did how did Dave break all those windows with just a pencil? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's it. We're out of here. You got any gum? Everything that ever feel this new forever.